Hello and welcome to Stories from House Arrest, episode 8. I can't believe it's already been two months. Time just bloody flies, doesn't it? Um, You know, I really, you know, I think two months is a really good point to reflect a bit and um, especially, you know, in light of everything that's gone on in Australia this week with the lockdowns in New South Wales and um, obviously the tightening restrictions here in Queensland, um, I think is really important to to appreciate um, everything you've got um, more now than ever. And, um, you know, I'm so grateful to have had uh, the opportunity to to share so many different stories. And I think, um, you know, if you look at last week's episode, a perfect example of of what people showing support to the music community can do. And you look at someone like Callan who, you know, has, has no doubt had a positive influence on over, what was it, over 400 people artists in, in Queensland that's just phenomenal and uh, he's just one person you, you think about what we can all do if we all try to do a bit to help each other and I think you know now more than ever please get out support your local artists you know buy some merch um, you know help them get through this period because there's a lot of artists who live off you know off their music and as we've had plenty on this show who who do cover music you know and cover gigs for a, a living that is that's their income and stuff like lockdowns simply just takes that away so it's really important more now than ever to support your local artists and your friends and of course check in with each other and make sure everybody is is doing okay and if they're not that's okay you've just got to be there for them and and uh, try to give them some support uh, it's the least we can do as people I, I truly believe that as for uh, stories from house rest this week um, I'm actually really excited you know obviously it's a it's a uncertain time for for us in Australia but um, one thing that was certain is this guest was one of the funniest guests I've had on the podcast um, and that is Tom from Hugo Stranger. Um, Tom is someone I've known, I haven't known personally but I've known and heard his music and I've always been a fan of his stuff and uh, to have him come in and hear his story and journey into music was was remarkable and what I really loved about his story is how it was the the lingering dream and the uh, the you know the the desire that sits at the back of your mind and the dream that oh you can't do just sat there and then finally he decided it was crunch time and just to 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 try to write and then from there you know you'll you'll hear the rest of his story which is really awesome and you know I can't believe someone who has had such a positive impact on the Brisbane scene has only been doing it for a couple of years that was mind-blowing to me so you know I'm really excited to obviously present his story and obviously some of the crazy funny stuff we've uh, discussed if you saw the trailer you'll know you'll know what I mean so look without further ado I'd like to welcome Tom Hugo Stranger not too bad, yourself? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Just trying to get the intro down, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the awkward, hello, how are you? Yeah. We haven't just been chatting for 20 minutes. No, no, thanks for just stepping into, into my, <laughs> yeah. my little studio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, no, thanks for coming on, man. Um, obviously, you know, it would be really a great chance to learn um, a lot more about you, the, the person. Um, I suppose I really want to start uh, with, obviously, last year um, mm. being... The COVID year. <laughs> yeah. Um, h- how was things for you last year, man? Like, how, how did you go? I think it was, like, actually uh, a really positive experience, like, for multiple reasons. Like, I kind of um, had a lot of time. Well, as a band for music, like, we kind of had a um, 
a lot of time to like just play together as like uh, without any pressure like mm. every time we play it was kind of like rehearsing for a gig that was coming up yeah. and this was the one of the few times where it was like there's no gigs um, let's have a beer and like just play music for fun yeah so like in that sort of way it was like really nice um and then i just had i mean personally i had a lot more time to like just well like i didn't lose you know i didn't lose my job at the uh that saying where i work uh, i can see the centerlink line mm. from like my office and um i be able to, like everyone was at lockdown but I was essential services so I could like go I could leave the house every day and you know it was like I felt really incredibly lucky uh, yeah. so I, I don't know I came out with it kind of like having this sort of I was kind of like d bummed on my job a little bit but then like when I when you can see a line of like a hundred people who used to have a job yesterday who are now lined up. I was like, I'm a lucky son of a bitch. Like, yeah, great. You know, this yeah. is, yeah. So I definitely came out feeling pretty good about it. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah <laughs> as good sure. as, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely felt the same. Like I felt so lucky to have a day job, which as a musician, it's not something you really want to ever say, but you're like, yeah. man, like what a, what a lucky thing to have, like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did um like with songwriting and stuff, did did last year like impact your songwriting or did it sort of change what you wrote about or was it more did was that sort of unaffected or probably unaffected. Like I don't think I didn't have like you know, I didn't write the isolation song or anything like that. Um I usually just write about either, you know, internal struggles or you know relationship start type stuff anyway mm. so maybe like I know I wrote like a couple of uh, songs that were a bit more positive um, probably because I was having a good time with my partner like as mm. opposed to like I have a tendency to write towards the negative yeah but like yeah yeah, I didn't. They definitely didn't. In, it definitely didn't come. There's no. Yeah, I didn't write any sort of COVID-related uh, sort of tunes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, look, I, I'll be honest. I'm guilty of, of doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you <laughs> but, got right into the. Oh, only I, I think it was like the initial, the initial start of COVID. I was like, I couldn't get my bearings right for writing, and I I, I write a lot. Um, yeah. Because I have no life. I just sit in the studio, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I was just like, I, I got stuck, and I was like, okay, I just need to vent, get get this uh, COVID song out of the way, and then I, I was back to normal. But it was just one of those things. I was like, just gotta write about it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. I usually well, like with the band, I kind of well, at least especially with the first album, was like, I want to be totally removed, um, from the lyrical content, like. Yeah very little of the album had anything to do with me without the writing mm -hmm. and character yeah. or like writing about something else mm. um now the new batch of tunes there's far more personal 
experiences mm. on there. But um, yeah, I kind of like to like almost write the album like I'm writing for somebody else or like somebody mm. else's experiences a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, I thought it was really interesting what you said, writing in character. Like, how do you find like writing in character versus writing about yourself? Like, is it easy to switch between or? Um, I think like the whole idea with this band, like when I came up with the like concept, it was like, it, it was one of those, it was one of these sort of weird, like fully fledged, like I can't, when I came up with like, I'm going to try to write this sort of like, I'm in a band that doesn't exist. Yeah. And like, I'm going to write like, I'm this character, this Hugo Strange character so I'm not really writing about me and like so then what can I write about so then like so that's the song um, By Your Side is kind of like this love story about like a, a guy who goes away I think he was a pilot I guess and like he's going away a lot and he's, his girlfriend's upset and yeah so I like it was it was really refreshing to be able to do that because um, there's this this other stuff that I'm writing now that I want to put out hopefully this year that's going to probably either be under my name or essentially a solo type thing mm. and like there's definitely parts of it that like I don't I'm kind of like nervous to say because it's like I know exactly what he's he's singing about himself yeah. going through dot 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 and it's like you know, you put that out there and someone's hearing your diary, reading, yeah. like, listening to your inner emotion mm -hmm. about depression or, you know, anxiety or whatever yeah. you've screwed up in your life sort mm. of thing. Like, as I said, I don't really write about the, like, the, the happy stuff. So it's like, yeah. you know, someone's going to be like, oh, wow, he's really struggling there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely sort of the same. I, I struggle sometimes to write about that sort of stuff. So yeah. I generally write a lot of, like, in character too. Yeah. Um, and I sort of, I think mine is more, like, if I'm going through, like, something emotional, like, if I'm having, like, anxiety or I'm feeling down, I think I'll reflect that in the story I'm trying to tell. Yeah. Versus writing about it. Um, because yeah, I really, it's hard. It's so much, as you said, you're so open. Yeah. So I think little bits of me in my story get in my stuff, but yeah, yes, yeah. it's, it's hard, eh? I was just gonna say that as I was saying, like, oh, writing in this character, I was just thinking about it then, thinking there's probably so much that I'm pretending or telling myself that I'm writing in character, but secretly I'm writing about. Like, I mean, I was just, I haven't even thought about it until right now, but like that by your side. I was traveling and I was leaving my girlfriend. So it was it was probably about that. But yeah. I, I tell myself it's about this other yeah. thing. Wait, you're, you're not a pilot? Uh, yeah, oh. yeah. Well, that, I wasn't going to say what I work at. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. flying over the Centrelink. <laughs> I'm flying over the Centrelink every day going, oh man, that's a long line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when you... um. So I take it because you're obviously writing the song. So when you then take it, say with the Hugo Stranger and the Rattlers, um, so when you take it to the Rattlers, how, how how does it go from here's a song I've written on my guitar to 
full-fledged like you guys have a process that you follow uh, no not really like um so the first like the album was like written like almost all of or like almost all of it was like i wrote these demos uh five or so demos and um they're fairly like beyond uh, outside of the quality of them they were like they sound very close to what yeah. is on the album now but um so it was kind of like here's the songs i think i put you know when i put it on the the gumtree ad or mm. whatever classifieds it was like listen to these songs if you like them learn them and join the band or come yeah. meet me and be in the band but now that you know we've all been together for a lot longer i pro i come in with like you know the the guitar and the vocal um and like a fairly concrete idea of where i want it to go but mm -hmm. like it's way more fun now that like like during the COVID thing mm -hmm. i like came in with you know three or four songs because we hadn't had any time to like play new stuff but i was like yeah. all right we got three months off here's like five songs that i've been writing that we haven't had time to jam on and i was mm -hmm. like you figure out the drum part and you figure out the your bass line like yeah a bit more fun yeah it's definitely like i think a nice way now they're coming up with their own bits so it's yeah. like far more fun i imagine for them than like just listening to a crappy mp3 and being like <laughs> oh, okay so i can see what he's trying to do there and plus like a lot of like my bass lines were just like just copying the rhythm of so, and like yeah uh ben who plays bass in the band is like awesome so like you know you give him a little mm. a little idea and then he can he just adds all the you know i'm watching him play yeah. all over the place and going oh yeah that sounds maybe yeah that's <laughs> exactly what i meant yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. The yeah 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 <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah no nah. it's um I think it's it's such a different experience, say, like, when you're doing everything yourself or getting, you know, building the song and then you're saying, okay, let's just record it to show me what, what we hear. It's mm. such a different experience when you're, like, taping a song, hey, like, it's, it sometimes turns out better, sometimes worse, but that's sort of Yeah, I think the drums is probably one of the ones that, like, like, if you had, like, a, I don't know if you whatever song you had if he starts playing a swing beat mm. you're like okay this song is completely different to what I wanted or like just what if they played it really fast really slow whatever mm. they do you're like unless you're like I want you to do a 6-8 and I want this yeah. this this then you you just don't know what's gonna yeah. really happen you know what I mean yeah like, definitely usually it's good but sometimes you're like well, and and also it's one of the instruments that I don't know how to express what I want mm. you know like if it was a bass I'm like oh could you uh, more like do do yeah. and play it on the yeah. guitar but if he's like what do you want uh, I could do like triplets on a yeah on the high and you're like I don't know I, I don't have any musical background so like yeah. if he starts saying like time signatures outside of, outside of 4-4 four, four. I'm like I don't know what that is I don't know what I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like yeah I don't know more like a <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> sorry that doesn't work uh, physical comedy doesn't work on 
podcast yeah. where I'm moving my hands like an idiot. <laughs> it was fantastic. I <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm the same. I am so musically illiterate when it comes to technical stuff. Yeah. So I, with the drums, I'm literally exactly the same. I just yeah. sort of, I, I try to give an idea of like what sort of vibe I'm going for, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> just cross my fingers and hope it ends up okay. Yeah, I think like <laughs> for, I guess for people like us, it's like you got to be like, I want. I want Credence, Clearwater. <laughs> so, you know, that's just, yeah. like, super simple. Or, yeah, I want, like, I want a Mary, I want uh, Johnny Cash, so I want the train drumming. Yeah. You know, like, if you could just, like, say, I got to go by pure example. Be yeah. Like, give me the beat, give me the Hawaii Five-0 uh, <laughs> drum fill. And, I'm like, kind of var- do a variation on that. And it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, sweet. Yeah. So, like, I suppose moving away from, like, you the songwriter, what was, like, growing up, what was music like for you in your life? Like, did you always play and listen to music? I didn't play till I was, like, I pick up a guitar till I was, like, 22 or something. Um, it was, like, my high school uh, breakup was kind of like, all right, uh, my first major uh, relationship broke up and I was all heartbroken. I was like, I need to finally <laughs> do something for myself. So I picked up the guitar. But musically, um, I'm the youngest of three. So my brothers luckily had good, had, have good music taste. So like um, my oldest brother sort of got me into I remember high school. I was listening to the the the, the terrible uh, new metal stuff, <laughs> and somewhere around grade nine, I was in the car coming back from the Gold Coast, and I found a Faith No More CD, and that was like that was like one of those moments where like I put on the Real Thing CD, and right from the first song, I think uh, from Out of Nowhere. I think I just like listened to the first time I put it on that intro was so good I started the song again like maybe twice and I was just like shit this is this is good and then like just discovering Mike Patton like mm. opened up that sort of world of like where I was just listening to what you might say is crap rock uh I was able to be like, okay, so what is Mike Patton's influence? So Okay, so then you find like this guy called John Zorn. Okay, so now I'm listening to weird jazz. Well, who influenced him? Okay, now I'm listening to like Miles Davis. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You start going down the rabbit hole of like, if you use, if I use like Mike Patton as my umbrella company and you do the spin off of his, mm. where his influences are coming from, yeah. I was able to be like, all right, Ennio Morricone. Um, this jazz over here this different rock some stone of rock over here yeah so it was kind of like yeah he was definitely musically my turning point but um is that what you were asking or was it yeah no I think that that's what it's sort of yeah all interlinked really yeah so with um so I suppose looking at like when you picked up the guitar, did you did you always write? Did you write before then? Like, or was that something that only stemmed from learning instruments? Or 
No, for, I kind of got into like writing poetry a bit when I was like in high school or like on the outs on the last, maybe when I finished high school or something. Mm. So I had these like books and then I think like, I remember writing this song. Um, after I like I went overseas or something and then well yeah essentially no I wasn't really writing music for a long time I really struggled to um, to be able to sing and play at the same time it took years to be able to do that for me I was like I really couldn't do it mm. um, so yeah not really um, that the singing and writing uh Essentially, you know what the the first time I really like made myself do it was my twenty no my thirtieth the eve of my thirtieth birthday. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've always wanted to write and record a song, and I was like, well, you are about to turn thirty. Like, how much longer are you gonna wait? So that night, I kind of locked myself in my room and I had a couple of drinks and was like. You're not coming out of here until you've put something down on GarageBand. It doesn't matter what it is, just write and record it. And as mm. soon as I did it, it was actually kind of a cool song. I'd like to redo it. It was just sort of like a black, early sort of Black Keys type nice, of yeah. blues, just blues, like a foot, like a stomp and a clap sort of beat. And um, as soon as I did it, I was like, that wasn't that hard like this pressure that I'd always put on myself to be like this if you're going to write a song everyone's going to hear it and if it's not the best song in the world you're going to be a total loser and then I was like okay and then you do the song and you're like oh hang on that like yeah it didn't have to be any of these things that like Mm. I've put up on myself yeah and you're just like yeah, you know, once you take a step off the edge, it's like, oh, that wasn't that bad. That wasn't yeah. that scary. Yeah. Yeah, you can... And then once that, it was kind of like, oh, the, uh, I was like, so much freedom to be like, oh, okay, maybe I can like try and write another song and write a bunch mm. and see if I can get better at this as opposed to being like, I'm never going to try because if I fail, I'm a total failure. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, no, the, yeah, this isn't like... You don't have to take the song and play it to anyone else if mm. you don't want to. Yeah. That was just my own mental sort of... Yeah, totally. <sighs> yeah, I guess just putting up walls so that I don't ever have to try. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's no, an interesting one. and it's, it's, It is a journey, eh, writing songs. Mm. And one thing I like... I don't know if it's just perceived pressure that I always put on myself, but especially when I was starting out... When I, I remember like writing a song, I thought this is a good song, and then thinking, "Crap, I don't know if I'm ever going to write another good song again." And right. it's just like there's too much pressure now. <laughs> and then yeah. you finally you tick another one over, and then eventually you realise that it's like almost like fishing. Eventually, you pull out a good one, you pull out an average one. You just it's just yeah, fish, you know? yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. songs. songs yeah, you just wind. keep doing it. Like I'm sure, yeah, like look at a painter, and they may just do like you know. 50 paintings that year and it's like maybe some of them are great and if they're not you don't have to hang them all on the wall yeah like they don't all have to be displayed like yeah just, exactly yeah. 
and it's like audible painting <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah and that's the thing it's like you know the you don't have to record them you just sit there and and now like yeah you uh, now it's fun to be able to like write dumb songs mm. that might just be for my dog <laughs> you know what I mean and like just for my wife and you just I would be like just singing crap and then yeah and hopefully every now and then so I guess I like do a, just sing a lot of uh, stupid crap around the house and then occasionally though like you're like that's not a bad melody I might try and take that yeah. stupid song about my dog and make it about a girl or something and yeah, see if I can yeah. like get something out of that. Yeah. yeah, totally. Hey, look, there's nothing wrong with writing songs about your dog. As a dog lover myself, it's... Uh, Have you got a good one? A or, good dog song? Yeah. Um... No. <laughs> but do you have any? Yeah, I've got a couple. Yeah. Um, I will say there's some songs I've got where... Um, in fact, there's this one song that um, I was I wrote the first verse and the chorus I was like man that's good stuff and I just could not figure out the second verse like I think something got interrupted the writing and then like yeah. to get back into it it was so hard and then I'm just sitting there and then I just hear my dog barking like crazy at a car driving past so I just literally just wrote that as the lyric like a, the dog barked a cra- previously parked drove off yeah. I was like, oh, that's opened up the... That's, uh, we're that's back, what, baby. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> Thanks, Luna. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luna, is that your dog? Yeah. Man, that's what I said. If I get an, another dog, a female dog, I was going to call it Luna. Oh, man, it's a great name. That's a great name. Yeah, so she's seven. So she was Luna before it was cool, is what yeah. I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a great name, especially yeah, like... Yeah, because she's like a you know, black Kelpie, so it's mm. like, it just fits her perfectly. Yeah, it just has that nice... Um, moon something about a cowboy and a moon and a I don't know that's what I get well yeah. the lunar moon I guess yeah um you know who's got a good dog song uh Neil Finn oh does he yeah it's called Lester and like the sort of like verses meander a little bit but like when he gets to the chorus mm. as Neil Finn does it just like he just writes this amazing chorus and you're yeah. like it's about his dog getting hit by a car or something and but it survives and the yeah the chorus is like i'll change if lester lives and i was like oh man oh. why am i getting so emotional about neil finn's song about his yeah. dog and i was like man i wish i could write a song like that yeah totally my dog's called grover and i don't really know if that's gonna that's have... a very bluesy name yeah yeah that's a good point put it in a bluesy perspective yeah like... grover the 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 blues singing great <laughs> I, I don't know what type yeah. of dog it is but... <laughs> yeah he's a grudel as well it's like grover the grudel i don't know if, how i'm gonna pull that neil finn emotion out of yeah, those, yeah. those two words but yeah. yeah i feel like i can see like a gangster dog like a like a busking dog i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I think he needs to be like a tramp mutt type thing, Grover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, if you write it, we need it, you need to tell me. I yeah. need to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, with, so, uh, going to when you said before, like you, you picked up the guitar when you, that relationship fell out of... Yeah. That fell apart. What point from there to say now what point did you decide I really want to start a band and play gigs and sort of pursue music in a more than just a, in a hobbyist playing at home well I guess it was like when I came up with the concept for the band 
excuse me. Um, I had, cause like, yeah, I came up with these songs and then recorded them and I was like, oh man, this sounds like a band. Um, but I was just about to go away for like 15 months overseas. Mm. So there was this thing where I was like, I went to India and Canada and America. And I remember this whole time I was traveling, I was like, man, I really kind of want to get home and put a band together mm. and like try and do something with these songs. Cause I'd like, aside from that one song that I did, uh, on my 30th, this was like, these other songs were the only other real songs that I'd mm. written. So I was like, I think I've come up with something that could be a band. So that was like a, man, I really, really want to get back home and get this started. So it was kind of like, I had these songs, but I had to sit on them for mm. almost two years before I could like go and, yeah. yeah. Which is why, like in that time, I started writing all these like, solo folk things which is hopefully this next project that i'd like to get cooking because i've i came back and i had and i just had to put the get this band together and then i've invested the past like three years into it or something mm. like you know like a year of us playing them and mm. playing live and honing the songs and writing a few more and then mm. uh, yeah uh, recording it and stuff and you know only out now so now i feel like that i finally put the album out i can like let i mm. uh, now i can kind of start moving and trying yeah. other things that i've like tick this the scratch this itch mm. of like man like i wanted to be in a band since since forever mm. you know since i was like 13 years old or something and just like put it off for more than half my life mm. yeah yeah, and sometimes it takes those moments, right, to get, to push you over the edge to do it. Like, uh, for you, like, learning the guitar, that was, like, a moment, and then 30th, like, I need to write a song. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I suppose it's part of life sometimes, you know, we, we just start, like, even, like, for me, like, it was similar, like, it wasn't, it was because of a breakup that I was, like, you know, I, I need to do, I need to get a band together. Yeah. Like, previously, I always wanted to play, but it was just, I just, I wrote a lot at home, I had all these songs, but... Nothing really pushed me to say, I just need to do it now. Yeah. It wasn't until, like, a moment happened where you're like, okay, I need to assess my life. What yeah. am I not doing that I really want to do? And it's music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird one that we can spend so much time of our lives not doing fairly achievable things that we could do. You know, if it was like, who knows what it could be, whether it's like, I want to learn the salsa well, uh, so, you know, and you're like, and you just think about that for 10 years and you're like, just go sign up for a class. Like, yeah, there's nothing stopping you and there's no reason why you can't like, yeah. But I think we like put this thing of like this, we make it bigger than it needs to be. Like mm. you don't need to be the world's greatest band, but if you really want to be in a band, just put one together. Yeah. Just try and like. It's pretty easy to put... Well, not easy, but, like, it's not terribly hard to put a band together. Like, yeah. to be a great band is hard, but, like, you know... Yeah. If you just want to be able to be, like... Because I remember it was, like, you know, you make your little lists of, like, man, one day I'd love to do a gig. Mm. I was like, oh, wow, man. How hard would that be? 
put a gig on. And I was like, once the band was together, it was like the, you know, I just asked the guitarist who's been doing it his whole life, and it's like, who do I contact? And you're like, yeah. oh, right, well, now I remember like when the bearded lady was like, yep, yeah, I'll give you a gig on blah blah date, and I just sat there, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I've got a booked gig in like two months. Oh my fuck. <laughs> I don't know, like, it was like a real like scared. What do I do now? And kind of like super exciting. Like, oh man, I'm going to get up in front of people and like play these songs. It's mm. like, whoa, I'm, we're a band. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it. Yeah. 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 Very that, strange. Yeah. yeah. Do you, um, where was your first gig? Was it, so the Beardo was your first mm. gig? Yeah. Wow, how long ago was that? Oh, I don't know anymore. What year is it? <laughs> uh, I think it was two years ago. Maybe it was three. Uh, no, I won't look because it might take too long on my phone. <laughs> it was at least two years ago. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, that's so cool, man. And like, um, yeah, the first gig is, like, I don't know. Like, you just remember a day. It's like you always go back to it. Yeah. Um, like I always think about my my very first gig with the band, and it was like I did I did a few like acoustic things, and I was just nerve wracking. But it yeah. was like going with a band; it was just a new level of of nerves, and yeah, you never forget it. And then like, oh crap, I've got to sell tickets. Yeah. Oh crap, are people gonna come? Yeah. Oh, no, are people gonna hate it? Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. It's yeah. Well, I think like because it was also the bearded lady, like because that was a place that I really liked and like going to see bands. I think like if I was like yeah playing like a little cafe or something, maybe I would have been like yeah whatever. Uh, this isn't a real gig or like yeah. you know uh, we're not playing like a show show. Mm. But because it was the bearded lady, it's like now like you know. For the album launch, it was like, ah, we got to do it at the Bearded Lady. Yeah. And, like, it's still just, like, one of the best, you know. You've got your single launch there. Yeah, next week. Next, yeah. next week. Plug. Yeah, plug, yeah. Or this might this, come this in late, yeah, too late. Yeah, yeah, so we'll, we'll see if... Uh, hey, how like, was the how's the single launch? Uh, you know, it was actually amazing. It sold out. Um, Sony rocked up. Single launch. I mean, it was, like, more than sold out. There were people outside yeah. just crawling and getting and in. Literally, a Sony executive walked up on stage and said, here's a million-dollar contract. Yeah, that and was... I said, no way, man. I'm indie for life, you Yeah, know? I remember that moment. That was <laughs> Burns awesome. on stage. We were riots and stuff. Everyone was cheering your name and just yeah. carried you out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a shame there was like a big brawl afterwards and West End's now burnt down. But, uh, you know, I, I'll miss that. Oh, it's such a fond memory. It was a yeah. hell of a night, really. Yeah, like, really yeah. Remember when West End got completely burnt down? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, because of that Sony executive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <sighs> Memories. Yeah, good times. Good times. <laughs> well, so this is obviously, you know, we've just spoken a lot about music, but like, because you've only been playing live for a few years. So like, what's some stuff that, like, over the course of your life that you, you've found a lot of passion in? Is there particular things that, that like, hobbies or even something like movies that you love, that you love doing and pursuing? Mm, I don't know. Like, I've, music, I think, like, even, I don't know. I want to get back into drawing. I used to be quite passionate about that, but I don't do that anymore. I always wanted to do, like, a comic book or something. Like nice. That. Um, I used to do like comics when I was a kid and I think like 
the way I did it, like, I remember I did a couple, and they were just, like, I think the character was, like, basically, he was Spider-Man with Wolverine's claws. Oh, amazing. It was, like, (laughs) how did he come up with this? And, uh, but, like, I did, like, there were, like, 20 pages, and I coloured them all in, and I was, like, Mm. that was a comic. Uh, Obviously, I may have been sued, but, um... (laughs) Which would have been brutal for an 11-year-old to be taken <laughs> down by such a corporation. Oh, but, man. like, yeah. The fact that I just did that back then, it's weird that you could... And now I'm like, oh, man, I couldn't... The anxiety of, yeah. like, uh, like, is this funny enough? No one's going to like this. I can't put this out yeah. anywhere. <laughs> this is absolute garbage. Yeah. Like, back then, yeah, this confidence. Um, I just, like... I know, lots of gardening and stuff like that. I was kind of like wanting to see if I could find an avenue of like, yeah, selling plants in some way. Be a nice little side pocket thing. I don't know. I think since the band, I've like put so much of my passion just towards Mm -hmm. that. It's definitely been things that I've kind of got myself in trouble where like, partner's like you're not putting in any effort into the into this other thing because you're just you're not even listening to me right now yeah. you're like literally just thinking about organizing something to yeah, yeah 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 like, yeah you're like i'm listening to you and you're just pitching her as like a microphone stand <laughs> on, the, on the bearded lady stage it's like oh okay her voice <laughs> is getting so loud the eq would be going through the roof i'd have to like how do i get this like levels oh. down Oh my gosh! Yeah, turn the verb up. Like it's just it's too it's too blunt. Yeah, I need a bit way, of... yeah she's very pitchy right now. <laughs> too pitchy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah, I think if you get to that point where you're like you're thinking like your, your tone of voice. Needs <laughs> I think that's when you're like, okay, I need another. I need another hobby. Babe, you're screaming at me. Out of, yeah, you're totally out of key. Your decibels are this high. Mental. Yeah. Proper, yeah, it's yeah. And the it's compressor ridiculous. is doing nothing to stop it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to calm down. Yeah, jeez. Gardening's awesome. It, it's funny. I um. I don't really garden much, but um, I've recently started like buying cactuses, mm. and something just as simple as that is like I love having my cactuses and like tending to them. It's so like soothing, isn't it? Like, it's a great meditation and like growing, like uh, doing stuff from, especially like if you grow things from seed, mm. which I really like. It's like because I feel like a lot of stuff that we do now is like you gotta, it's gotta be like if I send a text. And if you don't respond immediately, mm. I'm like, come on, John. Yeah. I need I need it now. But like with gardening, you know, you put the seed in and then like a week later you get a little sprout. And like the mm. joy you just get out of like seeing it come. The and leaves, then, like, yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. you have to spend the next like months just watching it and tending yeah. to it and taking care of it and then watching it grow. And then... When you get once you've put all this time into it, it will bear fruit and yeah. you'll enjoy it. And you kind of like that first chili or you know capsicum. That yeah. first fruit that you get is fucking enjoyable. Yeah, you know you're like yes, yes, I've got the first chili off this plant and I'm gonna make a great meal to put with it. You know, like you just, I just don't think we have. There's not many other things in my life that I can, like, that I get to, like, take that much time with yeah. and then appreciate 
it when it's ready too mm. you know like yeah it's it's actually funny like the way you were just talking about it it's sort of almost is like the same as a song like it starts off as the seed then the idea then you nurture it it grows then you repot it that's the recording <laughs> yeah but the, I think pro- the problem with that is that I like I've put too much of myself into the art that like I find it very difficult like listening to my voice back and so like even when it's fully finished if someone's like that's a great song I'm like ah, just you know I'm still so so critical of it but this plant all I'm doing is watering it mm. and making sure it's not dead and then I'm just, I just get to enjoy it it's like you know yeah. what I mean I get to enjoy yeah. this thing that's like totally removed from me but I've been able to like help it grow yeah totally. which is really nice so i think maybe it would be cool to be able to do that with somebody else you yeah. know if you got to like get into like writing music for somebody else and mm. watch them like maybe i should look into that yeah that seem to and then they turn it into like a dubstep pop song and you're like no oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey i thought yeah <laughs> yeah no <laughs> You've ruined it. You've yeah. killed it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's like accidentally putting pesticides. Oh, uh, uh, you burnt the plant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've accidentally kicked the plant over, spilled on the concrete. It's like, oh, pick it up tomorrow. No, <laughs> no, save it. No, change it now. It's not too late to take the vocoder off your vocals. <laughs> uh, the auto tune is ruining this. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, okay. I just want to say like, like really big thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's a shame people can't see, couldn't have seen the uh, the great hand movement before. There was a lot of hand movements. Yeah, and you know, especially very expressive uh, descriptions of West End burning. In yeah, the, uh, it's just a shame, but that's something. That I was gonna to... bring in my ventriloquist dummy as well, but yeah, as you said, it just doesn't really translate very well. <laughs> Mate, I wish you did. Yeah. I wish I could have just had a conversation with the ventriloquist. Dummy. Yeah, have him answer my questions. Questions and talking the third person. Though.